0: Welcome to the quarter Chamber, where it's
1: totally okay to drive your best friend insane. No wonder I have no friends. I want some date rape drug. I'm gonna to go to do some date raping. What kind of so safe were for me! This is a movie that's too bad to even star Casper Van <laughs> If anybody out there is a particularly religious person, I just wanna let you know right now that your lord and savior is a giant bunny.
0: victims and welcome to the torture chamber i'm your host dennis Neal. over there is my best friend and favorite victim jason christopher how you doing jay
1: i'm good i was really prepared for you to say welcome mm-hmm. to yeah i said it but that's the wrong podcast <laughs> i got i got i confused myself sorry hi
0: yeah that's like
1: what two years too late or something no that's like Eight or nine years too late. We haven't done that podcast in forever. Please don't look it up, people. Um, oh shit! Has it been that long? It's been a while. It's been a really, really long while. Um, so, in case you haven't noticed, things have been a little sporadic here at the torture chamber. Um, we haven't been uploading with our normal regularity, and uh, there have just been some things going on in actual life. All right. Kept- let's
0: let's let's be honest. We can okay. We can, we can tell. The people at home the truth mm-hmm I had to disappear for a while you did mainly because the government needed me they, they did they needed a man of my expertise
1: that's inaccurate, but okay and
0: I had to become a secret agent for a little while
1: and now we're almost at war with North Korea so good job
0: anyway <laughs> Well, see, that's not my fault. Isn't it? No, no. It's the fault of our dumbass, idiotic president, and everybody who I, voted for
1: him should be ashamed. I, I don't want to—this is not—first of all, this is not the one where we talk about politics, number one. Number two, I don't want to talk about—I'm not, I'm not going to be put on a list with you, okay? We've talked about this before, all right? That's why—and I, I try to I keep you think, off my list. I don't think that's,
0: Donald Trump has a list. I think he just has—
1: He's gonna put up a tweet about you. You look Mexican. He's gonna deport you. Like you, you need to. You of all people need to just chill out. He can't tweet me. I'm blocked. (laughs) You're blocked from Donald Trump. I didn't tell you about that. (laughs) No. Yeah, there was
0: there was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't remember what the fuck it was, and I sent him a tweet calling him a fucking moron. And he should be ashamed of himself to even call himself our president. And then he did something again, uh, last week, which, let's be honest, you know, could narrow it down. Um, and I went to go tweet him, and it says that I can't, I'm blocked from sending this person tweets or messages.
1: Oh my god, you've been blocked by Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is the last episode. You and Chrissy Teigen. This is the last episode of the Torture Chamber. I can no longer hang out with you because now he knows who you are and by extension will find me. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to be deported. Well, unless they deport me back to Canada, that'd be fine. But like, no, you you can't really
0: deport somebody who was born here.
1: He No, he'll find a way. He'll try. I mean, yeah,
0: you're black, so he might send you to Africa because he's stupid. But I'm white. (sighs) Where is he going to send me?
1: Wow,
0: Greenland? I don't know. Iceland? Who knows?
1: One of those. So, staying away from you and your issues. Um, since it's been a while, I I have come uh, bearing two stories, two real quick stories um, about the, the incredible. You
0: said a quick story. You were talking about throwing up on shit.
1: Uh, there is vomit in this story. Oh my god! Okay. Uh, for fuck's sakes. All right. All right. So here's what happened. What happened was, uh, I'm gonna tell you first about how I ended up spending seven hundred dollars because I had no eight hundred dollars because I had a one night out. What? Um. <laughs> yeah. Wait.
0: Wait. So, um, seven hundred dollars at the bar.
1: N- well, let me tell you. Let me tell you the story. Don't jump ahead. Oh God. Uh huh. So um, my friend Sarah says to me one day, "Hey Jason, we should go um to gay bar that's down here called Burkhart's. It's awesome. If you're ever in Atlanta, you should go, and cause it's fun." And I was like, "Um, yeah." So we went and we had a great time. I hung out with her and her roommate Cecily, and my new friends Rami and Tyler. And Tyler, I love. He's the greatest. He's like this absolute one hundred percent super straight dude bro but he's like the sweetest guy on the planet i love this dude um and hi, the, tyler. yes hi tyler hi ramya Do they listen test to show? probably not <laughs> okay. Never. Mind. I'll, t- I'll tell them to listen to it later since they got a shout out um and uh, what happened at the bar is not necessarily important except for at the end of the night um you ever gone out and see here's the thing about me and drinking like, I can drink all night, and I'll never get hungover the next day. And I also never really get that drunk because I know how to pace myself because I'm an adult. Except for this night. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> I did not pace myself properly. And you ever do that thing where it's like, I'm okay. I can have one more drink. And then you have that one more drink, and then the next thought you have is, Oh, my God! That was that night. Yeah. So, like... I had, well, I had to drink that night. I had a lot to drink that night. I think I had, I had two beers, and a shot of tequila, oh, and I mean tequila do not mix. And so I'm fine cool. with tequila. I love tequila. And three Long Island iced teas. It was that third Long Island that killed me. <laughs> Holy shit, man! I drink. I, I am. Do you think this is a game? I drink. For keeps, I drink like I mean it. <laughs> and
0: you know, you don't have to turn everything into a competition where you had to be the best at everything.
1: Sure, I do. I do. So, um, I had that last, uh, that last Long Island, and then I was like, I need to sit down. I need. To, I'm not. I this isn't. No, I don't feel. I don't, no. And so I sat down on these steps that are at the patio, the back patio of the bar. And I remember people talking to me, but I don't remember what they said because I was staring up at the stars because it was nighttime and we were outside um, and trying very hard to, like, hold my head together, which wasn't working. And then the next thing I remember is Tyler physically picking me up off the stairs, which will give you an indication of how big Tyler has to be as a person because I'm already huge. And he managed to, like, lift me up. And then they dragged me outside and El Sarah went to the to the bar to get my debit card which is because I opened a tab. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then I remember being in an Uber on the way home with Sarah sitting with me in the back seat forcing me to drink water and tried to get me to focus. She gave me a plastic bag. I don't know where she got that plastic bag from, in case I decided I was gonna throw up. And she was trying to force me to focus by talking to me about Katy Perry, cause Katy Perry was playing on the radio on the Uber. And I know the song was Firework. And I remember having like a 15 minute conversation about how much I hate that song. <laughs> Which isn't strictly true. I don't mind the song Firework. But I have a very distinct memory of sitting in the back of the Uber and having Sarah go, do you know who's on the radio? And I'm going, Katy Perry. I fucking hate this song. Just like, why do you hate this song? Because like, I'm not a firework. I'm a human boy. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. So I came home. And, um... Sarah and Cecily piled me out of the Uber And into the house They had to open the front door for me Because I couldn't work my keys Because my front door Has three locks on it Because I live in the ghetto And um (laughs) I couldn't figure out how to get Which key went into which lock Yeah I was able to explain to them Which key went to which lock Because my keys are color coded For reasons and so I, I came in the house and I flopped down on the couch, cause I couldn't make it to bed. Was and your I woke mom up. up. She she was not. Oh, and now I, I woke up the next morning. Um, and two things happened. The first thing was I checked my bank account to see how much I spent at uh, the bar that night. Um, after she after Sarah closed my tab for me, thank you, Sarah, by the way. Uh, ninety three dollars. So there's the first hundred dollars. Not
0: too <laughs> bad. Did you wait? Was that just for you, or were you also buying drinks for your friends?
1: I was mostly just me.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, never mind.
1: I know I bought. I know I bought a couple drinks for for Ty and Sarah, but that was mostly me. That was mostly just me. Um, and then, as I was sitting on the couch, staring at this ninety three dollars in change, and thinking to myself. God damn it. I realized that the couch felt funny. So I went and I looked at the bottom of the couch. When I flopped down drunkenly on the couch, I broke the frame. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, no. I, I, the couch and I, the couch and my body got into a fight and I won. And so I was like, shit. So I was like, no, I gotta fucking repair the couch so I called um the place we bought the couch and said hey, yo you guys like the fucking frame of my couch is broken I need you to send somebody to repair it and woman was like well unfortunately the warranty you had on the couch just expired so we can't come to repair of it just gonna it, have to it
0: always expires right when you
1: need it Yeah, so you're going to have to buy a new couch and I'm like god damn it so I go all the way down to where they where the place is and they said yeah adam here's the deal i need to buy a couch <laughs> and i was like i going to explain to you why i need to buy a couch and you, all you need to know is that the frame is broken i need a new couch and dude's like okay cool and so he looks up the purchase of the couch uh and i'm like yeah i just want to buy that couch again He's like, well, you can't buy this couch again. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, because we don't make it in that color anymore, so you're going to have to pick a whole new color. I'm like, God
0: damn it.
1: So I you had to buy. You basically
0: tried to get a, the same couch so your mother wouldn't yeah. notice, didn't you?
1: No, I told her. I oh, told her okay. straight to her face. Because, yes, for the moment, I live with my mother. It's so a long story. We're not going to. Um, but like, I was like, No. I told her, I was like, I'm going to buy to either repair the couch or buy the couch, whatever. So he's like, well, you can't have a couch in the same color. But he starts to go into the spiel about, you know, what colors will work. And I'm like, okay, stop. I'm an artist. I know all about color theory. I know exactly what color I'm going to pick. I want this couch, those pillows, send it to my house. And the whole thing cost me $730. <laughs> so Jeez. so wasn't that fun it cost me eight hundred. <laughs> but i don't feel so bad because um my second story which is oh though i forgot to tell you the throwing up part i almost forgot um at the night that i got home um i was laying on the couch and i was like trying to fall asleep and i still had the plastic bag that sarah gave me mm-hmm. and i had the best throwing up experience. Like every other time you've heard me tell talk about throwing up on this podcast. This story has gone on way too long. But every time you've heard me talk about throwing up on this podcast. It's been horrible. This was amazing. Because I was laying on the couch on my side. With a bag just like near my face. And I thought to myself. Hmm. I guess I'm going to throw up now. Since I've avoided it all this time. And I very calmly just opened my bag. It was just like. Yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing because after I finished, I just couldn't stop smiling because I was like, I feel better now because I was real real drunk <laughs> I just I just put that on the floor next to me and I had to throw that out the next day so there was the vomiting that was very small. Anyway, so like I was gonna say my second story is real quick um I don't feel so bad about spending that much money because somebody I know spent way more than me um, One of my coworkers retired Over the course of the time that we were indisposed from doing the show and so my boss got to- Yeah, secret agent ran secret agent man. That's a song. Um, I don't know who it's by anyway, uh, so my boss was like well We're gonna have a retirement party for him. And, and I'm like, okay and we're gonna go to this restaurant, this up in Buckhead, which I know you don't know where that is, but that's like the really, one of the ritzier parts of town. So I'm like, fine, whatever. So I'm like, am I gonna have to wear a tie for this? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you'll get a dress shirt, but no tie. I'll even tuck it in, but no tie. Cause fuck you. And, so <laughs> and that's what exactly what I did. I didn't even get to wear my good dress shirt, the one with the skulls on it. I had to wear like a regular plain, just like stripes, like a, Bitch, it was annoying. Anyway, so we go and like the food was amazing and it was really good. And um, my mom was there, and my brother was there, and my brother decided. Um, we looked up the menu of this place before we went. My mom and I both had just like basic steaks. Those alone cost a hundred dollars. Together, they were fifty dollars. But then when we were looking at the um the restaurant or the menu. Um, they also serve lobster. You can get like a 3 to a 13 pound lobster. And I knew that shit was going to be expensive because on the menu it just says AQ, which means as like, quoted. They won't tell you how much it is until after
0: you buy it. Uh, like, oh, you want that? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. $300. I don't want it anymore. Well, you see, you signed on the dotted line.
1: So, my brother goes, and he's like, well, I'm going to get the lobster, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, like, you're not paying, so I can, that's, and I'm not paying either, so, you know, eat what the fuck you want. So, we go with...
0: your boss is paying?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck that, I would've had
0: lobster
1: then. Yeah, well, that was his, basically his his MO right there. So, we go, and they bring out this lobster. This lobster was the size of your dog. It was an 11-pound lobster. My brother and my boss's wife Split it. There was so much lobster left over, we had to take the rest home. He had some for breakfast the next day. I had some for breakfast the next day, and there was still a full Tupperware container of lobster left over. That might still be in there. I don't know. Um, that's how much lobster that was. And then um we get. It, did I say it was eleven pounds. Yeah, it was eleven pounds. Yeah. And so we get the bill. <laughs> Boss looks at it, and his mouth drops open. I'm just like, what? What's the matter? And he looks at my brother, who's interning at the office, and he said, "Well, you're gonna have to do some extra work." My brother goes, "Why?" And he said, "Because your lobster cost me three hundred twenty dollars." Holy shit! <laughs> that boy. That boy ordered a three hundred and, to be exact, a three hundred and nineteen dollar lobster. Now ask me how much the entire bill was. There were nine I of I was us. just gonna ask
0: that. How much was the entire bill?
1: Twenty five hundred whole American human dollars. I see. That makes my eight hundred dollar night out seem like nothing. It but really what makes ma- what makes me laugh about that though is that like my boss just like dropped the money. He was like, "Well, that's fine. Okay, cool. just drop. I'll just drop my black card, whatever." Because he's a fucking doctor. Um. But like I love I love that guy. He's great. But I really think he's lost his concept of how money works from being a doctor so so uh, long. yeah. Because like we were talking this one day weeks ago prior to this, and he was like, "You know, are you driving yet?" And I'm like, "No, you know, because I'm I'm I, I know I'm like way too old to be doing this, but I'm still working. on getting my license." And he's like, "Well, you need to get a car," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm probably going to have to figure out how to do that." And he looked at me and sort of blinked and was like, just go buy a new car. And I'm staring at him like, you know how much you pay me, right? I can't just go buy a new car like you go and buy a new car. He owns a tiny, like 2015 yellow fucking Mustang or a Corvette or whatever that he just owns. He doesn't have a lease on it. He just bought it because he's that kind of person Mm -hmm. looking at me and going, just buy a new car. Get a new apartment just over there. You know how much the apartments over there cost from where I work? It's like 1500 a month for a studio. You know how much you pay me, right? Like, you can't. All right, whatever. <laughs> $2,500. I didn't even want to go to that stupid thing. And then what made it worse was that was um, Thursday of last week, week before, something like that. And then we also had some clients coming from out of town. So he took them to dinner, too. So that was probably another like fifty hundred dollars on its own because he don't eat because he's not taking them to like Applebee's or anything. And then he had to take them to lunch the next day because they had a meeting. So he's probably all told spent about five thousand dollars over the course of like three days. That's bananas. He's a doctor. Hey, so this whole podcast isn't about us just telling stories, is it?
0: No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's mainly about my best friend who's a snob when it comes to movies. So I force him every episode to watch a movie that he would never watch on his own because, well, as I said, he's a snob. He hates it. And it's the torture part.
1: Yeah. We, we only had to tell the
0: longest fucking intro ever.
1: We've been gone for a minute. We had to get some stuff out. Well,
0: why don't you I tell the good people at home what movie you did?
1: I can't believe Donald Trump blocked you. Um, I did a movie from 1976 Six. 1976 called Silver Streak. Yep.
0: Yes, and it's actually a remake of a 1934 film. Is this, it? Yes. This one, however, is an American comedy thriller film starring Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor.
1: I wouldn't and call it a thriller, but all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> than a bunch of other people.
1: Uh-oh. Yeah, like Ned Beatty's in it and um, Patrick McGowan. Yes. All right, let's uh, s- yeah. see what the With music IMDb. by Henry Mancini. It's amazing. Fantastic. I am mm-hmm. thrilled. All you right, be. Let's
0: see what the IMDb plot says. Uh, let's see. On a long-distance train trip, a man finds romance but also finds himself in danger of being killed. Or at least push off the train.
1: All right, spoiler alert. Before I even get into this, he gets pushed off that train three times, which is frustrating in and of itself. But um, are we done? Can I go? Yep. Shall give I? us the rundown, right. and I don't mean that movie with The Rock. Anyway, um, so, like, all right you're going to get mad at me. Before I talk talk about this movie, I want to I want to give a little bit of like a color commentary, which means there's a story. Um when I was a kid, <clears throat> uh I I used, we used to live with my grandparents. And every Sunday afternoon, I would come downstairs and find my grandfather in the living room watching just like old movies on like, you know, PBS or whatever while I read the Sunday funnies. And I remember this movie gave me like a really strong sense memory of that time because I remember as a kid, maybe it's because it was Sunday, maybe it's because I was like eight and like time moved differently for me then. But I always remember feeling that these movies started at like 11 a.m. and didn't end till 4 p.m. Like they just went on and on and on. And while watching Silver Streak, that's what I felt like. This movie just went on and on and on like i started watching it at 11 a.m and i think i finished it at like one but when it was when the credits finally rolled i was like what time is it is it like 5 p.m how long have i been sitting here it was only two hours um, right just like fucking coming out of my bedroom with just like my hand shielding the light from my eyes like Who's the president? No! You know, like, fucking Rip Van Winkle bullshit. Anyway, so this movie... Now, you would assume with a cast list, like Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor and Patrick McGowan and, and Ned Beatty and actually Fred Willard, a very young Fred Willard, um, you would assume this is probably like a pretty good movie because like, those are real actors. It's uh, not. It's not. No. It's fucking stupid. All right. So Gene Wilder is he's a he, he works in publishing, and he's getting on a train, which is how you can tell this movie is fucking dated as shit. Because who the last movie I saw that took place on a train was that one with Jake Gyllenhaal, where he kept reliving like the same hour or whatever, like Groundhog oh, yeah. Day on the train. Remember that movie? Yeah, that, was yeah. that movie. But like. You know if you see a movie now that takes place on a train you're like what the fuck trains still exist you know right when back in like the 70s and 80s that's that's perfectly normal like that was back during the time where you could walk somebody to the gate at the airport and sit there and wait for their plane to take off you can't do that shit anymore no. cuz of Osama Osama bin Laden. Anyway, so he's like dead. he's taking the tra- <laughs> he's super dead, thank God, um, thank Buddha. So he's he taking a train from LA to Chicago for his sister's wedding, and while he, he gets on the train, and um, he meets Ned Beatty, who sells vitamins. He's a vitamin salesman, and then he meets um, Jill Clayburgh, who's like the female lead of this movie. And I want to say that. I love Gene Wilder. I do. I I straight up do. I was watching Young Frankenstein not that long ago. It's hilarious. It's one of the best movies you've ever seen. If you've never seen Young Frankenstein, what are you doing with your life? Um, but trying to set up Gene Wilder as like <laughs> like like the crims, the Chris Hemsworth of the 70s is not working. Because I love him, but he's, like, a real goofy-looking dude. I'm sorry, Gene. Rest in peace. So, like, having him be, like, the hero slash, like, this ladies' man, which he's not really, but he gets gets this woman to sleep with him. It's just weird. You know what I mean? So, he meets her, and, like, they, I don't know, they have this sort of instantaneous attraction, and they're going to, like, go back to their... their Two cabins are right next to each other, but separated by a privacy wall. So they pull back the privacy wall, so they have one big room, and um, they're gonna like you know do it. And <laughs> there's some talk in there about gardening because he edits gardening manuals, and they try to make it sexy. And I'm just like, no. And she is, um, she's a secretary for a, I got a professor that works in the museum. And has something to—he's written a book about some Rembrandt paintings or something. I'm gonna be real with you guys. I have no idea what the driving force of this plot is. Like, I mean, I know why some stuff is happening, but why it begins—I was watching it. I had headphones on. I was paying attention. It's gone. Like, it went in one ear and out the other because I'm just still staring at Gene Wilder like you're supposed to be the dude in this movie was rutger howard busy what are you doing here i guess they picked gene because on the face of it it's supposed to be a comedy it's not it's not funny <laughs> it's like it's really not that funny um <clears throat> so um they're about to do it and and gene while looks out the window and he sees um an old guy hanging upside down outside the window as he's getting thrown off the train because he's been shot and he like freaks out and then The Jill I remember what her name is we're gonna call her Jill. I remember what her name was in the movie Mary or something like that She she looks out the window and of course she doesn't see anything Cuz this is fucking you know like a Twilight Zone episode. There's something on the wing of the plane but like she didn't see it um so they do it and then the next morning he goes to get up and he sees the book that Jill's boss has written and he realizes that her boss is the guy he saw hanging outside the train
0: oh okay
1: yeah so he's been killed so he goes to the dining car and he like stops to talk to Nate Beatty for a second but then he goes to um he goes to to the professor's cabin, and there's, like, two dudes rifling through his shit. And one of them is, like, this big dude character actor that you would know if you saw him. Um, I'm trying to look up what his name was, but, like, I straight up don't remember. He's got metal teeth. His name is Reese. I don't know, go to the IMDB, look up who plays Reese, you'll know who he is. Um, and and they're like, you know, what do you want back here? And he's like, oh, I just want to speak to the professor. And they're like, well, the professor's indisposed. And then they throw him off the train. What? They just like toss him, they, they toss him off the train. I believe this is the first time he gets tossed off the train, yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. I have to like legitimately check it. Yeah, they throw him off the train. And Then there's like a 20-minute sequence where he goes and meets this woman farmer. She makes him milk a cow, and then she's going to take him to the next stop, the next city where the train is going to stop. They buzz some sheep. She keeps calling him George or something like that. No, his name was George. She keeps calling him Frank or something like that. It doesn't even matter. It's so stupid. It's not not even funny. But he manages to get, get back on the train. Um, And he meets up with Jill. What's her name? Hilly. I'm going to call her Jill because nobody's named Hilly. That's stupid. <laughs> and, like, you know, he's like, dude, there was a dead body. And she's like, no, everything's fine. And he's like, no, you don't understand. And it's when the professor comes in, he's perfectly alive. And it's like, oh, okay. And so they, like, talk him down or whatever. And there's something about some letters. Some Rembrandt. I don't know. And and so he goes back to the dining car. Or the club car or whatever. And he's talking to Ned Beatty. And this is when we find out. that Ned Beatty starts questioning him about what happened. And this is when we find out that Ned Beatty is not a vitamin salesman. He's actually a member of the FBI. Who's been um, investigating some dude some finance dude or the art dude or something who i think um Jill actually works for somehow cuz Jill's kind of like involved in this whole thing but she's not but she is but she's not but she is and uh, they go to try and find these Rembrandt letters but then like the two goon dudes they discover him and they 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 kill Ned Beatty for reasons. Um, not Ned. Yeah, they kill Ned Beatty and then um, Ned or Ned, no, uh, G- uh, Gene Wilder. I keep wanting to call him Gene Hackman. He was certainly not appearing in this film. Um, <clears throat> Gene Wilder kills Reese with a harpoon gun that they had on the train for reasons. There's also a coffin on the train, and that was really making me uncomfortable that there was just a coffin on the train. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with the plot, but it's there in, like, the the baggage car.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I, the entire time that they're... Because they go to the baggage car, like, three times, in it's really... The entire time that they're there, I'm just looking at this coffin, like, Why is there a coffin? Who just brought a coffin on the train? Who's in the coffin? What's the coffin story? What is <laughs> What is happening here? you know? Now, I want to point out that at this point, we're like 45 in- minutes into this two-hour-long movie. You'll notice I ain't said Richard Pryor's name once. Um. Oh, you know who else is in this movie? That was fun to see, because like, when the movie started, I saw like another actor, and I was like, is that who I think it is? Like, I thought it wasn't, but then the credits rolled I realized it was. Scatman Crothers is in this movie. Oh, okay. Again, playing just like some sort of like the help much like he did in um what was it The Shining remember Scatman Crothers in The Shining I do remember remember how he got killed in The Shining I do he just got he just got axed he got shot in this movie I think oh he survives this time. But I'm like, first of all, why do they keep making Scatman and Crothers play the help? I would never make Scatman and Crothers play the help. First of all, his name is Scatman. That's fun. I would never want him to do anything but just hang around and say stuff. If I knew a dude named Scatman, oh my god, are you kidding me? I would introduce him to everybody. This is my friend, Scatman. This is Scatman. My friend. That's what I said. Scatman. Scatman. He was a voice on the Transformers. Did oh. you know that? I do not. believe, I, I think he played, not the movies, obviously, because he's dead. The old cartoon. Uh, somebody write in and tell me who's Game Man Brothers playing in the Transformers. I can't remember. I just know he was there. Anyway, um, where was I? I <laughs> forgot. Oh, uh, FBI agent. Uh, then they kill Ned Beatty. Then he kills Reese. And then ends up falling off the train again. Okay. For some reason. Um. So he goes. Uh, by the way, he played, uh, uh, jazz. Jazz, that's right. I should have known that, because they made jazz in the movie. They, he was played by the dude from Family Matters, Darius McCreary. So I should have known it was the one who was the black guy. Racism. Anyway, um, so he falls off the roof of a train again, and he ends up at, um,. Some sheriff's office, and the sheriff gets a phone call that um, implements George, not George Gene Wilder, whose name was George. That's why I keep wanting to call him George? But th- that's not going to help you. Um, he indicates him in the murder of um, Ned Beatty or something, and so like the, the the sheriff tries to arrest him, but the sheriff's a real dumbass, and he. End- ends up running away. He takes the sheriff's deputy's car. There's 50 minutes left in the movie. And this is when Richard Pryor shows up. Because he's been arrested. He's a thief. And he's in the back seat of the um, deputy's car. It's been an hour and 10 minutes of this movie. Richard Pryor is third build behind Gene Wilder and Jill What's-Her-Name. And he's only in this movie for like the next 35 minutes all told. That's it? Yeah, he's he's there for half an hour then he shows up for like another five, 10 minutes at the end. And he got third billing? Why? I don't, oh, whatever. So, I haven't seen Richard Pryor in a while. Um, Aside from the fact that he's dead, like I just hadn't watched anything he'd done in a while. I remember Richard Pryor being much more dynamic and interesting than he was in this movie. <laughs> he wasn't that he's dynamic. In Superman. He wasn't. You're right. Have you ever noticed Richard Pryor always looks a little bit like he's about to burst into tears? Every time. Like, he, <laughs> he literally has his face like. He said there, delivered his lies like. Come on, job tricky. get my man! You're calling everybody man, but he always look like, he like if you say the wrong thing about his Afro, he's just gonna be like, "Why are you being like this?" It's the weirdest fucking thing. Anyway, so they start driving. They just instantly Richard Pryor and Gene Wild. They're just instantly like best friends because that's how movies work, or whatever. Because they're trying to drive to catch up to the train. Um, and they finally are gonna. I don't know. They, they catch up to it at some stop, but they find out that Gene Wilder's got like an APB out for him, you know, because they think he's a murderer. So they're like, well, we're going to have to get you a disguise to, um, to get out the trade. And what they do is they get some brown shoe polish and just make him look like a black dude, which is really A, not accurate. He doesn't look black. And B, it was a real big, just like Reminder that, that this movie Was from the 70s Because it was like yeah blackface is totally okay Let's do this as a, as a good A good family Family time laugh joke haha You know They put a jacket on him And a fucking like Stupid hat To cover his Jufro And they give him a radio So he can start learning how to dance Even while they can't dance to save his fucking life And, and you know he puts on this like effective like come on man like fucking Sanford and Son voice mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I'm sitting there with my, my 2017 brain looking at this going is this supposed to be funny cause it's this is not holding up well at all I want this sequence to be over this sequence goes on for 15 fucking minutes um you get back on the train and they meet up with the, the real villain of this movie which is the rich artist dude who's played by Patrick McGowan, who I hadn't seen in a while, but I couldn't stop laughing, because Patrick McGowan sounds ex- exactly like Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> And it really made me laugh. So I was like, is that... Did Bane base his voice on, on Patrick McGowan? Is that what happened? Because he's sitting there just like, Hello, Gene Liger. I'm here to tell you about the Rembrandt letters. It was a he <laughs> sounds so stupid. Uh, <laughs> they say the n word like three times in this movie. That was upsetting, but we're not going to talk about that because it's the seventies, and that was when you know, I mean, like fucking, fucking the civil rights movement has been done for like, well, not done, but like. Been happening for like 20 years now, but it's still okay to just randomly call people. And we're in the middle of a movie. Richard Pryor didn't set anybody on fire, which I mean, even if it's in the script, if somebody just looked at me and called me in the end, we in the middle of a shoot. I'd be like, "What the fuck, you call me?" And then just like start punching him, you know. So that was weird. But anyway, so they get back on, the, <laughs> get back on the train, and they talk to the dude, um, and then some stuff happens there's a shootout and gene wilder and 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 um richard Pryor end up jumping off the train for the third fucking time and i'm like as far as running guys go this one has a run its course let's wrap it up guys come on let's wrap it up how do they get back on the train after that um oh that's when they get something something happens they get picked up they get arrested picked up by the fbi the rest of the fbi who were like, you realize that we put that APB out on you because we hoped you would get captured because we know you didn't do it and we were trying to keep you safe or whatever. So they come up with this plan um, to stop the train and get all the passengers off so that they can capture Bane and his his remaining two flunkies. Mm -hmm. Oh, because I forgot to tell you that the professor that he met earlier when he thought he was dead but he didn't turn out, well it turned out he wasn't dead, was actually one of his three flunkies in disguise. He happened to look exactly like the professor or whatever. It doesn't even matter. It's um what's that word contrived? Anyway, so they like they're gonna stop the train and catch Bane and his last two flunkies or whatever, they get all the passengers off the train, and there's another fucking shootout and helicopters and blah 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 blah. And they all get back on the train, the Scamming Brothers gets shot or stabbed or something. And somehow it ends up that the only people on the train are Bane, the Conductor, Gene Wilder, Jill, uh, Richard Pryor, and a wounded Scatman Crothers. Everybody else is off the train. And the train is just barreling towards Chicago because Bane apparently thinks he's going to get away with this. Like, we all know you did it. Even if you do escape, you your business is foiled. It's completely destroyed now because everybody knows you're a goddamn murderer. You have no more flunkies, so I mean, the whole FBI is after you. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. But they're like, well, we're gonna have to have to uncouple the train or something. Mm-hmm. Somehow, the conductor gets killed or whatever, so they can't stop the train. So they're like, we have to uncouple the train, and then in the shootout, um, Bang gets killed. So now it's just. Our heroes and Scatman Crothers, who's really not that important to the plot, um, just heading towards like the main terminal in, in Chicago. And they can't stop the train. So they have to uncouple the, uh, the engine to stop the rest of the train so they don't die. And uh, they do. And then we get to the end sequence, which is where the engine of uh, the train runs into the uh, terminal, which was actually super impressive. Because for a movie that was done in the seventies before we had CGI, you know, they had to do the whole thing with practical effects and it's an amazing sequence. I was actually very impressed for this train crash sequence. Cause I was watching it take go watching it go down, and I was thinking to myself, this is a one-take special effect. So I gotta get it right on the first try. And they did And it looked amazing. It was great. Um so the train crashes into the terminal and Richard Pryor leaves because, like, the adventure's over, and Gene Wilder and Jill decide they're going to be together or whatever. The movie's over. Done. Fred Willard was in there somewhere playing that fucking guy at the terminal, but it doesn't even matter. I'm just finished. (laughs) (laughs) That was so Street. It was stupid. Don't watch it. Alright, do you think? That took a lot out of me. I'm surprised how much that took out of me. I can tell. All right let's oh. see
0: the budget for the film um, is oh well, it says between 5.5 million and 6.5 million
1: which for 1976 is a lot of money yes and so it, that explains that train sequence
0: Well yeah and it made 51.1 million dollars
1: uh, you know what honestly I can believe that because um, I mean based just on the back of Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor I could I could see a lot of people going to see this movie sure. Especially in the 70s when, like, what were your options? It was like this or watching fucking The Mod Squad. Maybe All in the Family. Was Good Times on by now? I think Cause so. Because, yeah. Because you could, you could go watch Good Times. I want to talk about Good Times real quick. I know we're in the middle of a thing. But uh did I talk about this? I think I talked about this on the show already. <laughs> Where, um... Regina Hall talks about Good Times on Anna Faris' Unqualified. Did I talk about that? I think no. Good. Okay. All right. So, if I did, sorry. If I didn't, you're hearing this for the first time. Whatever. Uh, I want to pimp just one episode of another podcast, which is Anna Faris' is Unqualified, where we has Regina Hall on, and they talk about the plot lines of Good Times in the second part of her two-part interview for, like, 20 minutes. It's hilarious. You should go watch that good times. It's a terrible show. Don't watch it. It's really sad. Um, If you want to watch something, you should watch What's Happening. What's Happening was fun. Or you could, well, you could watch Different Strokes, but don't. Because that show's creepy. You ever watch Different Strokes? It's a creepy show. Different Strokes, was it Different Yeah, Different Strokes is the one where I think
0: think almost gets raped or something like that? Or yes! Gets raped? Okay. I was uh,
1: just gonna bring out up! But the dude almost gets molested at the bike shop! Yes! So don't watch... Yeah, don't... Amy Jackson's on that show, too. She's on Good Times on Later... No, not Good Times. She, well, she is on Good Times. But she's also on What's Happening... Not What's Happening. Damn it! Different Strokes. You know, Later Seasons and Older. Janet Jackson. Like, around the time she sang Control. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. Was it Control? I, I think it was Control. Yeah, like, like, like after her first album came out or whatever. Remember when she was just dancing in the studio by herself before she had gay dancers to dance with her? Yeah. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Continue.
0: Alrighty. <laughs> so, let's see I'm what
1: the practice. run. Huh? What? I'm out of practice. We haven't done this in a minute. It's
0: Okay. Uh, let's see what the Ron score is. Uh, it's actually rated fresh uh, with 83%. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and 71% of audiences like it.
1: Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, whatever.
0: Alright, let's see. What do we got here? Alright, next is our wonderful rating system. Now, our rating system is as follows. Would you own it on DVD or Blu-ray? Would you watch it on cable or rent it, or would you download to
1: delete it? Yeah, watch it on cable or rent it, but like don't actually watch it. Watch it, just like put it on in the background or leave it on during the day to keep your animals busy or right. company. If people think you're home. It's not great.
0: Kind of like it doesn't hold voice. up.
1: Yeah, it doesn't hold up. A lot of the jokes are real stupid, and but I mean. You can at least watch it for Patrick McGowan. I'm telling you, he legit sounds like Bane, it's great. Which, by the way, put Bane, who played Bane? Tom Hardy. Put Tom Hardy on the list, because that voice has been following me around for like two years. I can just hear it in my brain, just bothering me. <laughs> it's the dumbest voice. I don't understand what that voice was supposed to be. Why did he sound like that? It's really upsetting. Batman, I'm going to crush you, Batman. Over my knee. What? That is the dumb. What? 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 This was like almost what? 10 years ago and you're talking about it now. I'm still mad. <laughs> I'm still mad. I'm still mad because DC movies still suck. Although, you know, I did see Jai Courtney today, who was in Suicide Squad. He's He didn't have a beard, but he's still beautiful. God, that man is beautiful. Anyway, uh, you were saying.
0: Superhero movies. Mm.
1: <laughs> Excuse
0: me. Yawning a lie there. Sorry, am um, I
1: boring you?
0: <laughs> no, sorry. Um, in a couple of days, The Defenders on Netflix comes out.
1: Yes. Uh, August 18th. I still have not watched Iron Fist.
0: You should. It was actually really.
1: The cool. category. The answer we were looking for is Iron Fist. Iron Fist. I don't know how it sounded when I said it just now. Um, eh, I'll get around to it. Okay. Like, alright, so, it's not that big of a deal. Now oh, yeah. it
0: is one of my favorite times. Jason. I'm gonna make
1: my fist hard as like a thing onto iron. I usually okay. say that about my penis. Oh, for fuck's sakes. It's
0: now time for Jason's version <laughs> Uh, if you're not aware, basically, somebody pisses off Jason, they get added to the list. Um, Sometimes they get taken off, sometimes they don't. It all depends on what kind of mood he's in. Alright, let's see what we got here. We have Brad Pitt.
1: Let's go through it real quick. No. Vince Vaughn.
0: Vince Vaughn. Pick up
1: the
0: paste. What? Let's try it again. Brad Pitt. Vince Vaughn. George Lucas. Eat a dick. The entire race of Wookiees.
1: Don't like them.
0: Mark Camel's makeup artist.
1: They do to his face.
0: Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell.
1: Camel looks ridiculous. No.
0: Adam Sandler twice.
1: Adam Sandler. He needs it.
0: Every version Every. of A Shark Alive.
1: Yeah, they're so cute, but now I'm done. Tara Lee. Yes, I think. Tara Leed? Tara, Tara Reed. Tara Reed. Remember that terrible boob job? No. this is really for her own good. To get her back on track.
0: Sci-Fi Network twice.
1: I'm sick of these movies. I'm sick of them.
0: Yeah, there's another one coming out.
1: Shut the fuck up. We're not talking about
0: it. Oh, the, the fifth one already aired, but now this is going to be a sixth one.
1: Yeah. Ian ah! Put him on the list twice because I know he's going to be in the six-yard they don't, and I'm done with him. I'm he, done.
0: He's in every single one.
1: Yeah, well, I'm done. I'm finished. We're, we're done here now, okay? Steve, I'm going to kick his ass. Steve Gutenberg. I'm going to beat him up. I'm going to beat him with Ian Ziering. That works. Donna from 90210. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tori Spelly. I love you, but I hate Donna.
0: Jared Leto.
1: Well, I never actually watched *Nineteen two and Eighty-Five* that much. Anyway, fuck Jared Leto. <laughs> the
0: two thousand and seventy-seven people who reviewed *Skip Trace*.
1: Get a. I know this is ridiculous coming from me doing this show, but get a goddamn hobby.
0: The voting panel of the Academy.
1: <laughs> I mean, why do we? Why do we even do awards and awards? It's just like a giant wake-off, smell our own farts party. Unless you're giving one to Lupita Nyong'o, she deserves them all. (laughs) But everybody else can suck it.
0: Robert Patterson.
1: I swear to God, Lupita Nyong'o's like a fucking fairy. Uh, His head is massive.
0: Fat Batman.
1: Like, she's so pretty, I learned how to say Lupita Nyong'o. he's fat.
0: Brenda from 90210.
1: We should make a remake of 9 2 where Lupita Nyong'o plays every part. Um, no, Brenda.
0: Pierce Brosman's accent.
1: Where is she from, Lapita Nyong'o? Is she, like, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, accent. Sorry, I'm really distracted by Lupita Nyong'o
0: now. Apparently, Levi's rat tail.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus, Camper, forgot about that movie. God damn it. <laughs> Literally. God damn it. Soap man. Mm-mm.
0: Kickstarter.
1: Mm mm. Nickelback. Oh! No. Sorry. Michael Bay. I had a reaction. He's a fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> Chad Krauger.
1: I'm not going to make the same joke. You know what joke. I know.
0: No. Rob Schneider.
1: Fucking Avril Levine.
0: David Spade.
1: <laughs> you just kept him going. Yes, him too. Fuck <laughs> that <Bad> guy, <laughs> John Heather. So you think a two percent of that because you think you're fat? Lauren Michaels. I, I, are we done with Saturday Night Live yet? Is it still on?
0: Saturday Night Live.
1: Oh Jesus Christ!
0: The four hundred twenty-one thousand six hundred ninety-nine people who
1: reviewed the Benchwarmers. Really upset about people. That is so many people to review such a shit movie. Like that number didn't register to me as many times as we've done this till right now.
0: Man buns.
1: Oh, the, oh my god the last time we went to the bar there was a dude with the top knot working behind the bar he had the top knot and giant lips I really wanted to punch him in the face
0: oh my god <laughs> the guy at Michael's
1: he lost my friend's debit card for like 20 minutes so I he deserved that punch but we're not gonna talk about it man bun Michael's now he had boat shoes and like orange coral shorts fucking asshole
0: wow crossfit
1: gay Muscles. Personal, but also gay. But not!
0: Every version of Superman!
1: Fucking <laughs> that dude. Oh, I meant Superman. I hate that dude. I hate the other dude, too, but I hate muscles more. I mean Superman more. <laughs> I'm confusing myself.
0: Jamie Kennedy oh. three times.
1: Why do you think the Jamie Kennedy experiment was a good idea? Why does he think acting is a good idea? Is he still acting? We should make him stop. I don't know. I mean he was fine and screamed, but I'm glad he died in the second one. But then he had a cameo in the third one. It's like you need to go. We're done with you.
0: Avril Levine.
1: Remember that talk she did with Little Mama? Uh, you remember know. when they did they did and a remix? And
0: Avril Levine remix. Remix. Avril Levine remix. Um I, and I, finally Tom Hardy.
1: Yeah, and fucking Bane. I will literally start that song, listen till the end of the, when they just keep saying their names in their remix part, and then just turn the song off. Like, that's the best part of the song. The rest of the song is a piece of shit. But like that, just that beginning, like, 30 seconds, it's great. I love it. Oh, Jesus.
0: Um... So, with that said, it's now time for a new movie.
1: Ding, ding! That's... Not the right sound effect.
0: <laughs> that was... That was that, oh, fuck off. So, normally I have a theme, but considering this is the first time that we've been back, um, I don't have a theme. What I did And what is, a
1: shit show it was.
0: <laughs> what I did is I googled shitty movies on Netflix.
1: God damn it.
0: <laughs> took the list from that.
1: All right, let's go. Right.
0: So, you have four
1: movies to pick from. You literally typed into Google shitty movies on Netflix. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) You'd be surprised what that list brought up. I'm so glad that you you have such like a a real professional, you know, well thought out way of dealing (laughs) with the behind (laughs) the scenes of this stupid shit show podcast. Oh, my God, we're up to, like, what, 33 episodes? It's, it's, like I'm beginning that. to feel like it's it's just going, it's completely going wrong. <laughs> <at this point. laughs> Alright, how many choices do I have? I'm sorry. I have four. Alright, number three, whatever.
0: Number three is the movie called Enter the Warrior's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It looks like mostly okay. an Asian cast.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. And is there, are there going to be subtitles?
0: I don't know, but I'll read you the the synopsis. It says, as a gamer, he's the best there is, but he's about to learn that being a real wor- warrior takes more than just quick thumbs.
1: And veto. That's just gamer. I'm done. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So instead you are watching a movie excuse me a movie called The Do-Over
1: The Do-Over
0: The Do-Over and I have, I have to apologize for you why this is one of those exclusive movies to Netflix okay that was written and starred Adam Sandler so it stars Adam Sandler, David Spade, Paula Patton, and the subnautics. Adam Sandler
1: and David Spade? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: And the subnautics okay. to this says the life of a bank manager is turned upside down when a friend from his past manipulates him into faking his own death and taken off for an adventure.
1: Oh, this! I've seen trailers of this! Oh, god damn it! Dennis. Yes. Do me a favor. What's up? Put yourself on the list. Ah. Adam Sandler and David Spade. Yeah, those are their names. Are already there. So somebody else has to pay, so you yeah, to put yourself back on the list. Uh, I'll get back to you.
0: I guess I have to go back on the list. Minus. Back minus. on
1: the list? Minus. Fucking minus.
0: So that brings us to the end of our show.
1: <laughs> and this terrible, terrible show that you keep listening to, and I don't know why, but thanks.
0: Because they need something to listen to in between the flop house, and yeah, I said it. Oh, my God. The flop house, and how did this get made?
1: How did this get made? Yeah. Yeah. That is that is pretty much indicative of how shitty we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said,
0: you can email us at podcastttc at gmail.com.
1: Or you can follow our WordPress blog, which hadn't been updated forever for reasons we're not gonna talk about it. He was a super, super secret agent and I was just taking a nap. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> the torture chamber blog aka <laughs> the longest URL in human existence. And if you want to do us a favor and go, go to iTunes, leave us a review, please be kind. <laughs> well, I was gonna episode, say so they probably not good. I was gonna say give us five stars, but I mean you can only ask that kind of thing for a piece of shit so
0: many times. I helped run this podcast. I wouldn't give us five fucking stars.
1: I'm the on air talent of this podcast, and I don't even like to tell people I'm on
0: it. So with that said, I'm Dennis wow. D.O. as always.
1: Yeah, you haven't changed. I'm Jason Crith. I have a great idea. We should take the train trip. We should take I a train trip. Don't Hopefully, there won't be any. Why not? What else are you fucking doing? Fine. You're just sitting there, twiddling your thumbs. But I just want you to know, the entire time we're on the train trip, I'm gonna use a, t- I'm a bang voice to talk to people. Hello. Yes, indeed, I do have my tickets. What time does the dining car open? Dinner. I hate you.
0: I can't even lie to this because you're a fucking moron. <laughs> you know what? Just,
1: uh, just bite me. Oh, that's so unpleasant.